What's good? Welcome back to number 76 of the Swingman podcast. As ever, I'm your host, Jules St. Ledger. Join us all the time by Louis Halpin and Lewis Howard, where we would normally break down everything that's gone on in the NBA in the past week. But we're going to go for a bit of a different approach. We're going to be going through, and it was, it was going about on Twitter recently about some players that have been overrated or currently underrated and this, that, and they bounce between the two. So we're just going to... We're going to throw some names out there, have a little discussion amongst ourselves about what players in this league we think are overrated and underrated. Only current players, not past. That's maybe for another podcast down the line. But um, we each have devised up five players each, and we're just going to have an open open town hall conversation, and we're going to be who's who's overrated and who is underrated. Um, just because I am, Lewis, you pick a player first, and we'll talk about him. I'm going to pick a player. Okay, well, we'll start this off with a bang. And essentially, just to say what we've done, when, when we've picked these five players, it's not because like, we haven't picked five overrated and five underrated or something like that. We've just picked five that we think would bring up a good discussion amongst the three of us. And so I'm going to kick it off with the one that will probably bring the best discussion amongst the three of us. And that is Rudy Gobert, who is a hot topic on this podcast all the time because we have one person who is very much or, or very much dislikes the jazz and Rudy Gobert in particular. And, you know, I, I can be a bit indifferent about it. And then another person on the other side that I wouldn't say they're a fan of them, but they're, they're just, they're, they're, they like them more than the rest of us do. So uh, I do, I do I'm going to kick this. Go on, go on. I, I do appreciate you starting this one off early because it's, you know, a really nice, easy one that we can just get over and done with within five seconds because okay. overrated is what that man is. Yeah, I was going to kick this over to you to make the case first because I know you're the one that has the strongest feelings about it. So why don't you lay the case? Well, what else is there? To, I mean, how Rudy Gobert is actually rated in this league as highly as he is, is actually astonishing to the point of there has to be scientific fact behind it. The man got given a max contract. You're looking at Hall of Famers coming out there laughing at the fact that he's been given a max contract. For his career, he averages 12 points. He's a centre. He's, what, 7-1? Give me all the defensive stuff you've got. He's not a true defender. He's a rim protector. If you talk about best defenders in the league, I don't want to hear any talk of Rudy Gobert. It's a fact. There is no argument in which you can make for me to see him getting all-stars, for him to be getting a max contract of how this man can be underrated. He is massively overrated for what he does. And it's just a fact. I'd love to hear an argument where I go, okay, yeah, maybe I'll see that point of view. But for someone that averages 12 points in his career, I don't even care what rebounds he's getting. He's probably getting 10 or 11, right? It's just, there there is no argument. Louis, would you like to uh, combat that? (laughs) That was an over-the-top argument, I'm not going to lie. It's slightly over-the-top. I mean, I... let's break that down bit by bit. What's, it, what's think, his season high I think, points? I think there's a difference. That's really not what his role is. But yeah, but I, I'm, I'm not, it's I'm a not max contract. Louis, he's a max contract player. He's not 
being paid that much money for, to get that many points. That's just not what his role is. His value is obviously in the what, defense. To give COVID team. to the whole team was that what his role was? <laughs> that's just that's just a bit below the belt, to be honest. Thought we'd move past that by now. Um, <laughs> anyway, but, <laughs> I don't know where to really start with that because that was just unbelievably over the top. I'm not even really going there's like biggest fan whatsoever. I don't yeah. think he deserved that contract either. Um, so. I suppose if you're talking in leagues, if you're talking about the Utah Jazz's front office, maybe he's a bit overrated in that in that regard. But I think on Twitter, social media, and, and in the general sort of discourse of the NBA, he's quite resoundly criticised for how limited he is. Um, and don't get me wrong, he is, he is quite... He's a very limited offensive player. He doesn't have a post-game. His, his offensive game basically is, you know, surrounds sort of dunks, alley-oops, pick-and-rolls, that type of thing. Um, but he does do stuff offensive, like the way he just sort of rolls to the rim. It, it means you have to pay attention to him, and that in return has sort of led to open shots for the Utah Jazz in the past, and most notably this season, where they're getting the most three point shots off and the most three point shots in in the league. Um, but obviously, I, I'm not going to go too in on him being underrated offensively because, like, the defensive is uh, the defensive value for him is where it lies. Um, mm-hmm. and it, you can't argue, you can check the statistics every single like season since he's played serious minutes, not when he f- first got drafted, like a couple seasons in, they have just gradually improved in defensive rating. They've become one of the best defensive teams in the league. And you can say, oh, you're, not, just putting that, you're not solely putting that down to Rudy. Well, I mean, that, that, that's the, like, that's what the stats say. That's where the trends lie. I mean, when he was out that season, Donovan Mitchell's first rookie, uh, his rookie season, I should say, Rudy Gobert, I believe, was out for the first half of that season, and they were absolutely atrocious defensively. He comes back, they went on some massive run, um, and then they beat OKC in the first round. So that's what the correlation will tell you. I think everyone, will, the, the statistics will tell you personally from him as well. He's a great rim protector. Mm. I mean, I know that's his main thing. He doesn't like defend one through five, but it's not just him getting blocks. It's the fact that people like actively avoid going to the rim when he's on the court. So to me, he is the most valuable player on that jazz team. I know you could say Donovan Mitchell scores the most. Mike Conley has been pretty decent for them, but if Rudy Gobert is there, I don't think they're anywhere near the first seed this season. Um, I'm not going to go over the top on his offensive contribution because we all know that's not where his strength lies. But it's impossible but, to go over the top. But they're, but, but they're exactly. But they're the best team in the NBA this season, and he's the most valuable player yeah, on it. Just, so yeah, he's you underrated. Can that, <laughs> you can say that that nah. You can say that they're the best team, but you're just well, lying to yourself. No, it don't matter. It don't matter. It's rubbish. They're not. It's just rubbish. That's just wrong. But they are the I best. Mean, that, record. They have the best record. At the end of the day, they are they are but top last... of the NBA at the moment. And Rudy Gobert is currently, I'm pretty confident, odds on to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. No, and the Jazz are a very good defensive team this year. Just a joke. And I, some would say this is a. I, I don't know how much truth there is to this, but some would say you spoke about him only being a rim protector. When when the discussion comes up about people that can defend multiple positions or one through five, there is a saying, which is the best way to defend all five positions is to protect the rim. Hmm. It's a good one. 
He protects the paint as well. It's not just the rim. Right? Yeah, and, and oh, I think there is some sneaky. truth to that. I, don't, I think there know, is some truth to in, that. A, in a league where it's completely and utterly dominated by a three-point shot, what's Rudy Gobert doing for you there, mate? However, as you say, the contract he is currently on, can you really say he's he's underrated when he's on that contract? He has had all-star appearances. He's had defensive player of the years. So I think it's more a difference between like the general discourse of Twitter and other social media where maybe he might go, get criticised a bit too much. But then when you look at the contract he's on and people who, who talk about the NBA a lot and actually recognise that the parts of his game that are unbelievably important, I don't think he's underrated there personally. Right. I'm not going to take Rudy into Gobert out. Take Rudy Gobert out and put Derek Favors in, who is their oh, backup yeah, center, and Louis, see how they yeah, come out. Yeah, they'll be they'll they'll yeah, be fighting, yeah. scrapping for the playing, uh, and that is that is how it is. Unfortunately, uh, that just is that's just not true. I think it is. It, it might be. <laughs> they'll be going go way down. Top five. Like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to spend ages uh, talking about Rudy Gobert. Like it's quite. It looks like Louis going. He's underrated. I'm going. He's overrated. How would you have to decide and vote here? Oh, One word. Difficult. I don't, I, I'm not. I don't feel particularly strongly either way. Um, you know what? I'll go. I'll err on the side of very slightly underrated. I don't think he's overrated. Absolute blasphemy. I think the main he's, thing for overrated. He's definitely is just not contract. overrated. He's I think it's just overrated. the contract, and that's not enough for me to say yeah. he's overrated. Might as well end the podcast here then. <laughs> Got that pencil then. Uh, I'm I'm actually fuming that that's been decided. Um, okay, uh, I'll, I'll go for. Actually, no. Do you know what, Louis? You go for one. Give give us one off your oh. list. Right on my list. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, <laughs> let me check through. So, okay, this one. Uh, I, I, we started off hot. Let's continue. Um, because I'm going to go for this one because everything you've leveled at Rudy Gobert being absolute use of offensively, I can say that this guy really is well. Um, ben, <laughs> Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> ben Simmons, who had a lovely resounding six points against the Memphis Grizzlies the other night on like three shots, as he is so often to do every now and then. I mean, yeah, I think I'm going to go the case. Oh, I, if I had to choose, I'd say fairly rated. Um, but for the for the uh, that's not this podcast. Concept, yeah. This, is yeah. concept, this isn't number seventy six of NBA yeah. players who are fairly rated. Yeah. The concept of the podcast, I go slightly overrated. Um, I, I I recognize. I'll say right now, I recognize how good he is defensively. Um, one through five, immense. Like he's in the defensive player of the year discussion pretty much every year now. Um, but I just can't get past like with Rudy Gobert in the de- defense. I think he is like holding together their defense a lot of the time if you take ben simmons out you know they've still got joel and bead you still got pretty decent defenders on that team anyway i don't think they get really noticeably worse on that end whereas his offensive contribution a lot of the times is is kind of minimal um he's a decent oh, playmaker oh. yeah it is kind it of is. minimal it's kind of minimal i mean for, uh, for his size his skill his like talent I just, he just doesn't do it enough for me on the offensive end. He's very passive a lot of the times, I feel like. Um, and you, you'll see that reflected a lot of the times. And 
the amount of shots he's taken. I'm not saying he needs to take like 20 or whatever because the main player on that team is Jalen Bede, but I just don't think he asserts himself enough on that end in the regular season. When it comes to playoff, like he's just invisible. Like I, d- I don't need to get off his playoff statistics. You all know how that's gone mm. for him in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, his, his true lack of inability to score beyond the rim, the paint, is kind of crippling for them a lot of the time. So I'll probably go overrated, yeah. Slightly overrated. All right, resident Philly saying, off you go. I, c- I can't see how he can be overrated on on this. You, you bring up the, the whole argument of the Gobert side from when he's on his attacking outlet, but they're completely different players. Like, Root. Rudy Gobert isn't influential enough in the 76ers offense. Ben Simmons, it's been said for years, right? He is a jump shot away from being the best player in the NBA. Whether this jump shot ever comes is the only other thing here. But as a general, he's, I'd probably go on record, he is the best defender in the league, in my opinion, in terms of actually being able to guard positions one through five, being able to have defensive pressure of your team set and being the best stealer in the league, in my opinion. That coupled with the fact of that he is the 76ers' best playmaker, his passing ability is outrageous. Like There are reasons why he is um, likened to LeBron James. There are reasons why people say it. It's not because of just any like LeBron likes him, so people have said it's like that. His playmaking ability is off the charts. So to, say, like, to say his attacking threat is minimal is ridiculous, in my opinion, just because he doesn't have a three-point shot. You realise we've just flipped positions on basically... Two kind of similar players. They're not similar players. The arguments being made are somewhat similar. I, I get no, because Rudy Gobert isn't a defensive player. He's just a rim protector. <laughs> well, he is. He's, no, he's, he's not. not. No, he's not. Ben Simmons, ben Simmons can guard everywhere. Jesus. He can take the ball off of anybody and set pressure. Rudy Gobert just stands under the basket. Oh, no. That is shocking. That is this is what I said. This is going over the top. I wasn't over the top in my criticism of Ben Simmons, I don't think. Well, it looks like I've got the... Well, before I start, George, I assume you're going underrated then. Of course he's underrated. Yeah, yeah. well, there we go. People okay. don't rate him because he don't have a three-point shot. In this league. Running, it's a major flaw. It's a major flaw for Ben Simmons. He doesn't have a three-point shot in this league. And you can argue that he's a bit injury-prone, but that's See, his only issues. I'm so, uh, sorry. Oh, sorry, and that he's well, not... Yeah, I, I do... Just before you start. Uh, yeah, I, go on. I, I'm, not, last I'm not going over the top on the shot. I never even said anything about the shot, I don't think. Uh, it's, it's pretty damaging, I think, but it's more the lack of assertiveness outside I, I, that. He just yes. doesn't take enough shots. I would not. I'd agree that the the along with no shot and injury prone, his one issue has been that he isn't aggressive enough. But I think this season in games, he's actually been quite aggressive. I've seen a noticeable difference in Ben Simmons from that point of view. Whether or not it translates in the playoffs is something that we'll find out. But I think under Doc Rivers, there has been a bit of a, a, a turn-up of Ben Simmons for it. So, All right. So I am once again in the envious position of deciding what the podcast determines for overrated and underrated for a player. And personally, for me, I actually think Ben Simmons is a little underrated. Yeah, I think that so much gets made about and it is a problem about the fact that he can't shoot and he doesn't choose to shoot that the other parts of his game i.e. the playmaking as George alluded to how 
great of a defender he is. He's not the best defender in the NBA, but he is a very good defender. He's one of the best defenders. All of that goes under the radar, in my opinion. And everyone just focuses on, oh, yeah, he can't shoot. And I think it's partly that and also the schemes that... And and you can argue that this is a product of him not being able to do certain things. The schemes that he's been in in Philly, I think, have not so much this year, but previous years, have made it more apparent the weaknesses in his game. Hmm. But overall, I think, people don't appreciate the other aspects of his game enough and just focus on one thing. And I think that's actually made him go a little bit underrated. I would like to see a team built around Ben Simmons. I agree with you. Because I think that would extenuate. What do you mean you'd like a to see a team built bodies. around Ben? What, what are you currently looking at when you watch a Sixers game? Well, they're not built around team Ben built Simmons. Around Embiid. Because, of course they are. They're built around and, Simmons and Embiid. Yeah, but so this is where, <laughs> to argue against myself, the one argument I can see for it is... When people uh, claim, because this is, I mean, this is my opinion, obviously, but when people say that Ben Simmons is a be- is the best player on the 76ers, he's not. He is Joel Embiid, yeah, and, and I think, I, I think, the argument between them two and how the Sixers run, as I said, you know, the schemes that he's been put in, I, I think that goes against him in that sense. I mean, do you remember? Jared Dudley's. Oh, we we need to close this because we need to move on. But do you remember Jared <laughs> Dudley's fantastic quote from him uh, about Ben Simmons? I thought this was a little harsh, actually, to be fair. But is when they had the Nets Sixers playoff series a couple of years ago, when he said Ben Simmons is a like, great player in transition, but once you get him into half court, he's average. I think that's slightly harsh, but oh, it's um, very harsh. It's very harsh, but I think in in sometimes in playoff games you have seen that. He really struggles because of the way I'm they set up and the way playoff basketball is. When, well. When's he said that? It must have been before a game against. I think he said it just to get yeah. in his head. Like, oh yeah, it was during like the series. That. It was during the series. Like yeah, the yeah that's what's going to be something like that. Yeah, like just to, just to wind him up. That's all it'll be. Um, yeah. So a resounding dub that Ben Simmons is massively underrated. I'm glad we. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so it's my turn. Uh, and we're definitely not getting through five each, so pick pick the ones you want to get through. No, first. We, we we ain't not. Um, hmm. All right, let's let's have a little discussion about this man here. Um, he has been dubbed as a unicorn. Um, he has been dubbed God Zingus, poor Zing God, uh, Chris Tapp's poor Zingus. Um, before I talk, I actually want to hear you two go at it. So, uh, Lewis Howard, I want to hear your views on if you think Chris Stats Paul Zingis is overrated or underrated in this league. I'm not sure, to be honest. That's not <laughs> initial thoughts. The, the main this, this isn't the fence sitter. You, you've got to come out. Yeah, the, the main issue with Paul Zingis is he just gets injured a lot. <laughs> this is and, what I'm going to say. And so, it, like, can you say someone. Like, can you use being injury prone as a reason to say, "Oh, he's he's a bit overrated because he can't actually play a full season"? Like, I don't think that's an no, argument. That, you that's can the really question make. I'm asking you, mate. That's the question I'm asking you. Well, personally, I don't think that's an argument you can make. Really, of course you can. But see, if it's not the person's skill set themselves, no, no, though, exactly. it's not their fault. You're 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 arguing with yourself here. I I want to know if you think that this man is underrated or overrated. In theory, this is very simple. I don't think it is. I don't think it's simple at all. 
I don't think he's really overrated or underrated. I think he's kind of in the middle, but I can't sit in the middle because this, as you say, this isn't the fairly rated podcast. Has anyone got a strong opinion while I ponder this? Um, I wouldn't say it's a strong opinion, but I'll go slightly underrated. Um, as you said, I think it's difficult because I don't think people bash on his like abilities or anything like that because, you know, his unicorn, as George said, he's a uh, immense... Well, I didn't say that. Kevin Durant said that. But... Oh yeah, it's a good, it's a good, and you know, nickname. Um, he's a good rim protector, like an immense rim protector when he's on it. Uh, Fitness-wise, he hasn't been on it this season, and he hasn't been as good a rim protector. But usually, he's a good rim protector. Um, he can actually get up, get up the court usually quite well for a guy of his size. Um, pretty quick, and obviously, you've got that shooting ability. The only issue is with him is like he's like seven foot three, and he can't back down anyone in the post. It's, kind of ridiculous but in terms of what he can do i think he's slightly underrated if i'm taking out like injuries and all of that because that's why people have said he's been sort of untradeable this season because you can't guarantee his fitness even before that like i'm just taking into account his abilities i think he is slightly underrated because i don't think there's many players in the league like him or any because he's the unicorn you know what? You've convinced me. I'm, I'm, go- I'm also going to go slightly underrated because I, <laughs> thinking myself as you were saying that, I, I, with all the injuries, I even I've forgotten a little bit the skill set that pausing. Well, not forgotten, but don't appreciate the skill set pausing is possesses. Because at the end of the day, he is a seven foot three guy that can take the ball down the floor, protect the rim at an elite level when healthy shoot from be a sniper from the outside like you just don't get that in the nba so i i think i'd have to go underrated yeah well this was a quick one um because he absolutely is underrated there's no way that you can overrate a man of his abilities his only flaw is his injury prone i know you said he can't bat people down in the post being seven for three Louis. that's not really his game anyway no. like it's a seven like that's why he's that different is because like he can't do stuff like that in that respect because of how well he how well he's suited to do other things that are not that someone his size couldn't do. Um, this is everything that I could understand if you'd make the argument for Rudy Gobert that I'd agree with. But um, Chris Statsporzingis makes Rudy Gobert. It's like oh, it's like Nobu v Wasabi. It's like there's no there's 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 no there's no transparency there. There's no equilibrium at all between the two. So yeah. um, no, that's absolutely it. Then oh, easy one. All three under eight on Chris Statsporzingis. You love yeah, to that's see the, it. That's, Mark, that's the first Mark one Cuban, we've agreed on. Mark Cuban sponsorships are available. Um, Louis, if you want to, uh, if you want to take one off, I think it's your go now, isn't it? If we, yeah, we'll go okay. around in, in that format. Um, I'll go we're for... definitely not getting five, no. five persons. Yeah. Well, it's because I kicked it off with Rudy Gobert, and then we spent over ten minutes arguing about yeah. Rudy Gobert. It wasn't the greatest decision in hindsight. Um, if we've got a bit more time, I'll go for another guy. But but we've kind of had the discussion with Ben Simmons and Rudy Gobert on the the value of defense versus offense. So I'm going to go for someone a bit different. I'm going to go for our our graphics man's favourite player, Trey Young. Um, oof, and this is a bit of a difficult one because I think I've voiced some concerns about Trey Young on this podcast mm-hmm. in the past. I obviously recognise like, his amazing talent, playmaking, three-point shot-wise, um, and just how quickly he's sort of impacted, well, translated into league and when people thought that he couldn't because he was too small, stuff like that. Uh I err on the side of underrated. I actually slightly do. Um, because I do see a lot of people 
just slandering his ability for for winning basketball but he's only been in the league three years and I do get he has things to work out in terms of sharing the ball a little bit more with his teammates making people better um but I think his talent is just so so rare for someone of his age coming into the league and what he's able to do he's just able to score at command and he's small and it like guys like Kemba I don't think ever reached the apex of what Trey Young is doing in his like first couple of seasons so I'm gonna go air on the on the side of underrated very slightly all right well I'll, I'll go next I think I would actually say uh, apologies to Nathan in advance he is very young but I do think he's a if I had to pick I'd say he's a little overrated Purely because I recognise the elite offensive talent he has. But even though it's elite as it is, I still think, and he's got time to do it, it needs to reach an even higher level because of how poor he is defensively. Mm -hmm. He is shocking defensively. And and, and I'm not... I don't have strong feelings about that. I I don't think he's massively overrated but if i had to pick i'd say a little bit overrated purely because the the defense is just non-existent absolutely non-existent um i would i can't i can't make an argument for him being underrated so by default he has to be overrated on that on that aspect like for how ball dominant he is on this hawks team and it's been documented before as well with some of the things coming out of they might he's in his third year now and it's still kind of going that same way and they granted they've been better this year but you can argue that's from from off season moves and this that and that but i think for how like like you said how for how ball dominant he is the amount of shots that he takes in a game his three point percentage is good it's not amazing for what for how many shots that he takes as a volume shooter in that team would be but just in general so my series just gone off there um just in general for how how the hawks perform and him being the the leader for how much plaudits he gets for being that rookie in comparison to others that are not as rated i, I don't know there is some weird thing with him in the media i think that he's looked upon as like a, a sort of golden child even though he's in his third year and this that and that I think he is overrated. So uh, we might not be getting any graphics from Nathan for a while as we've now decided <laughs> yeah, that uh, his, his star boy is overrated. I, but... I will say as well, though, the comparisons to Steph Curry did not help that man out. Or Luka uh, that, Doncic. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that that is a hard level to reach and, and get and a comparison to get at such a young age. Like, it's very difficult to uh, try and live up to those expectations. But I think... but. Them expectate all those comparisons are drawn on by his play style of how yeah it is. And be- and how and volume he is, volume shooter he is. He's that smaller guy that that you don't expect to be a great defender like Steph, but Steph showed you know if you if you are such an elite offensive player and you're in a great offensive scheme and offensive team that you can win, and I think that's why it, it's there so much. But he's not at that. Like he is a great Steph offensive shown player. As well, that when he's he not at that to, level Steph yet. Can Steph can defend when he needs to. Uh, a little bit. Uh, at the same time, you got to put it down to like education and team situation as well. Like I don't think Steph was ever in a situation where he was asked to do what Trey Young has been asked to do and sort of carry the franchise. Like 
I can only assume they've been told, like, the ball's in your hands, do like do what you want with it, really. I know there's probably been some concerns from teammates and such, but the Warriors' offense has always been very centered around, you know, keeping the ball moving and stuff like that. And I think Steph was fortunate in that way that he didn't have to go the route of Trey Young. And I mean, I know he takes a high volume of shots and stuff like that, but it's just a different kind of responsibility. Um, and they're just completely different players as well. They just are like the comparison was never really an apt one for me. Mm. Okay. Uh, Howard, if you'd like to pick a player. Okay. I'm going to go with, this is probably the player. If, if I had to pick out of all the ones I chose, I, pr- I probably feel the strongest about. And that is Malcolm Brogdon. I I think Malcolm Brogdon is one of the, if not the most underrated player in the NBA. And why is that? I just think there's not really a massive weakness to his game. Like he's he's basically, apart from last year where he had a pretty poor shooting season, he's a, a near on 40% shooter from beyond the arc. He's a good defender. He's tall, long guy for his position. You know, he's capable of averaging a 50, 40, 90, for God's sake. I know that the Pacers aren't great at the moment. But I don't think that's mainly down to him. And I just don't think he gets talked about enough. I think he's a very good player, Malcolm Brogdon. For me, Malcolm Brogdon is just sort of prototypical underrated. Um, I'm in, in that camp with you as well. Like you said, I think if he was still on the Bucks, maybe they wouldn't have had to trade half the half the barrel for Drew Holiday. Um, certainly was the more favourable option to keep than Eric Bledsoe, uh, but that, that's not the the route they chose. Um, and he was more of a role player on that team. You'd probably say the third best player after Yanis and Chris Middleton. So he can, he can do stuff with that. What I like about him is he can do stuff on ball and off ball. So since he's joined the Pacers, he's obviously had like more of a heavier workload creating his own shot more. He was immense in terms of assists last year, if I'm correct. Yeah, 7.1 assists, which was his career high. Gone back down to about 5.9 this season, which is... Uh, they've not been very good this season, like you mentioned. There's been a lot of flux in terms of the roster, integrating different people. So I'm not going to put that team success down on him too much. I think he's definitely underrated. I think any team in the league would like a Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. All right, George? <laughs> I can't say that he's well. He's underrated, but this is what happens in this league, and in just in general with the majority of sports, um, I think the way that it's spoken about, and it was spoken a lot during when the Bucks were in the playoffs last year, and the the whole like you said, Louis with Eric Bledsoe and Malcolm Brogdon, and then he gets all this. Oh, he's so underrated. He's so underrated. He gets spoken about so much that then the player slightly yeah. becomes overrated. And I think that this is the trajectory that's currently heading for Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I think that for, for what he's paid and what he brings, he's good. But I think that this will be his level, if that makes sense. I can't see him getting astronomically better than this. I can only see him realistically like flat levelling out, maybe next year. Um, and then slowly working towards being a role player on a team. There's a reason why Indiana haven't been that great this year. He's a good piece, but his game isn't great enough. He's been shooting really well from the three-point line. But again, I think it's quite limited on the basis that 
he can create his own shot, but it's to the extent of when you then compare him to other point guards in the league, are you really then like Malcolm Brogdon's not getting in any top ten and ever? I don't think for me. Would he be or getting top there for 10 you? Players in general? No, he, he's guards. not a top ten player in general. But my point is, I'm not. Not in general, he's never going to be that. But I mean, point guard. Point guard. He's not a top yeah. ten point guard in the league. Like I'd have to think. think. I'd have Give to me think a second. I've got to go through the bloody teams now. You've said that. Keep going. But, I'll, I'll think about it. But just in general, like it's getting to that state. He he's underrated for what he brings to a team because he's almost like slept on. But he is twenty eight. Like this is his prime years. Realistically, he's not going to be. You talk about LeBron's and they're doing it at this age now. LeBron is a freak. Players like that are freaks. These are his like prime years. And yeah, he's good, but it's nothing to write yeah. home about. I actually it sounds harsh. He's a great no, no, NBA player, but I think it's just like this is his peak in yeah. an extent. And but... for that aspect, he's underrated, but people bang on about him so much of being underrated that I think he's then overrated. I do think he's a top 10 point guard in the league. I think he's like nine or ten. I think he's like nine or ten though. But my point is, I'm not trying to say. Like, I'm not trying to compare him to the best players in the league. I'm not. I'm not trying to say make him out to be something he's not. But for what he is and what he brings to a team, I just don't think he gets spoken about or respected much at all. I would. He's on the similar level to Drew Holiday for me. Yeah, but I, I think he personally, I would take him over Drew Holiday. I do think they're very would similar you? level though. Yeah, personally. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. I, I will say... I ridiculous, he has, but it's a toss-up. Yeah, I will say Drew Holiday has been better more like, over a longer period of time. Hmm. But I just think he's... Mm, yeah, no, I'm sticking with it. Yeah, I'd probably go with Brogdon. Oh, that'd so, be a toss-up for me. That really would be. But that's not, uh, this is not the podcast we've got, we've got to go on. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we, we do have to move on. It's just, I mean, I, I'm thinking about in the East, if he's even a top 10 point guard for me in the East. Nah, but, that's um, just, that's, that's that. Yeah, that you're that mental, mate. <laughs> that's it. Well, I mean, when you think about it, there's some very good point guards in the well, East. Go, go through them now and tell me, because I, I just thought about it. I'd quickly flick through the teams, and I do think he's there. Ben Simmons. Yeah. James true. Harden. Uh, oh, I yeah. said Kyrie for that. I'm not saying both of them for point guards. Oh, James Harden's a point guard. Yeah, pick that's one of them is my point. My point is pick one. pick one of them. James Harden, they're, no, both, they're both on the same team. They're not, they're not both playing point guard on the same team. Just pick one. No, 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 no. You can't be doing that. Because then otherwise, yeah, yeah sure. Can. That's exactly what you need to be doing. Nah, no, no way. Russell Westbrook, better point guard. Yeah, no, agreed. Yep. Tra- I'd have Trey Young over him. Yeah, I thought about Trey Young. I, I, I think I'd maybe agree with you. I think that's it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have Kemba over him. Yeah, I wouldn't either. And I wouldn't have Kyle Lowry over him. No. Yeah. Uh, no, I'd have Kyle Lowry over him. I wouldn't do. Personally. Well, there you go. Then I think. Well, <laughs> see, I do think he's underrated because you're. I think you're underrating him. Well, I'd have Lamelo Ball over him. No, you wouldn't. I Let's would. get out of it. That's not. No, well. If you're making a franchise, now, you would. Opinion. No, no, we're not talking about future prospects as well. We're just talking about them as a player now. Uh, maybe not in the East, but as, as a general league, he's definitely not a top 10 player. I, I think he's about 10th. I think he's about 10th. Nah, Luka Doncic, LeBron James. LeBron yeah, LeBron so James isn't a point guard. Oh, LeBron LeBron uh, Chris Paul there. Uh, Chris Paul Yeah, Chris Paul, yeah. There's, yep. there's so, I, Steph Curry. Yep. There's so many more. Damian there's Lillard. so many more. Yeah, Dame Lillard. Lillard. 
I'd D'Angelo Russell would have over him. No, you wouldn't. No, no okay. I would. No. I would. Yeah, you, you underrate him. You enough. underrate him. I've had enough of this. All right. Yeah. <laughs> is it time to move on? Yeah. I think it so is. We're yeah. all underrated, to be fair. I think it's just different. I've gone, over, I've gone underrated, but it's it's to the point of where he's then getting overrated. This I, is I, no, no, I no one talks point. about him. I You've said he's a top 10 point guard. This is getting overrated levels. From I think he's about 10th. I think he's about 10th. No. He's, in, he's in like that 10 to f- 9, 10 to 15 range. I think that's very fair. That's fair. There's a big difference from 9 to 15th. Yeah, if you put that league of... standings, if you finish 9th, you're in the plane. If you're 15th, yeah, they're you're all last, kind but... of around the same sort of. Yeah, there's a lot more point guards in the league than there are teams, aren't there? All right. Well, I'll go, I'll go on to one. Um, Amanda, uh, I think, has been. Not disrespected, but I think has been treated wrong by, uh, I'd say NBA Twitter in general, but just just NBA fans a- around the world. Uh, I'll go Demar Derozan. Mm. So this is tricky because obviously he's now sort of he's not at the end of his career, but he's in the he's in the twilight stages of his career. We'll say. Um, so if you kind of look at it from a perspective of of this season. It's a bit different, but just in general, DeMar DeRozan, Louis Halpin, under or overrated? Well, in general, sorry. Did in in, in general, in like general. DeMar DeRozan as a player. Uh, he was, I mean, at, at the point of where the Raptors were the one seed and people were talking about them as title contenders and he was the best player, he was overrated because he was never good enough to be that he was never going to be the best player on the championship team and i'll stand by that because he couldn't shoot threes and he can't play defense very well but um in general probably a little bit underrated i think he should have made at least one of the last two all-star games uh he's a pretty decent closer like in at the end of games all things considered uh seems to have got sort of better with age and i I know he's had sort of that, that might not equate to sort of statistics going up and all that but i think as I've seen him progress over the years, I think he has got a little bit better. Uh, I think what taints a lot of people's view of DeMar DeRozan is the fact that he got completely finished by LeBron James, like for three seasons, three straight seasons. Yeah. And that's just unfortunate, really. But like, he just wasn't that level of player. And I don't think you should assess him as that level of player. Um, so I'd go, I'd go underrated, quite firmly underrated, not slightly this time. Um, this hard. I think I'd also go underrated because I don't, I don't know. I don't know if underrated and underappreciated are the same thing, but I do feel he's more underappreciated. But at the same time, I guess if, if someone's underappreciated, underappreciated, they are. But who, who, who do you think he's underappreciated by? I just think in general, he's underappreciated. Yeah. Like for, for his game and what, um, and the type of player he is. As Louis said, I think a lot of the issue is because the Raptors got absolutely destroyed by LeBron James every time they ever came up against him in the playoffs, that once he moved to San Antonio, everything kind of became a bit of an afterthought. I don't want to say on a harsh, but mm. like you don't really see DeRozan getting talked about that much. But now you see you know, the Spurs are doing quite well this year. He's performing. He's performing at a decent level as he has in all the previous years as well. But it just doesn't get spoken about as much. And and so in that sense, I do think he's underrated. So I think Demar Derozan 
is very much underrated. But I think for one year, he was very much overrated. And that's his issue. And mm. uh, I, I think in general, just sports are quite um, fickle. And there's a lot of uh, specific time-based biases that get stuck in people's heads. I won't even say the three years where LeBron just ruined the Raptors. I think it was the year, his first year in the Spurs, in a Spurs uniform, which was his issue. Because he wasn't bad, but he was astronomically bad at shooting that year. I think he shot 15% from three. And now when you look at what happened between that trade and how he ended up there, and people will look at it and things like that, and it didn't really work in that aspect for them. But just the way that things transpired and his first year there with the Spurs not being as good as obviously people would have wanted it to be, coming off of being a back-to-back-to-back-to-back all-star, ends up people then thinking, oh, well, that guy's a bum. He's overrated. Because it's what happened with players like Westbrook. I just Mm. don't think he was ever as good as... It's that that whole thing of those four straight years, being an all-star, being Toronto sort of main guy, which he was. Um, And then in the things of how that big blockbuster trade, a lot more eyes went on him. And he didn't really cut it. But now it's then that uh, it's that it's the I forget it's like a J Kerr thing. It's just basically now he's got to the stage where I think he's underrated for what he does, and I think in a year or two, I don't know how long's on his contract. I assume it's a year more, maybe two. I could see him going and having a similar effect, not to what Blake Griffin and the Marcus Aldridge have done of being bought out, but I think that he could very easily be like a third or fourth piece on a team that could actually make an effort of winning a chip. So I'd say DeMar DeRozan's underrated, which again, it's quite boring because we've all said underrated. But, you know, there'll be a part two and a part three to this, as I think this will probably be a series that that we'll do here on the Swing Round podcast. So um, that's that. We did want to do five each, but we, I think we massively underappreciate really how long we're going to have to go along with these. So I, I really um, wanted to do Marcus Smart. <laughs> well, we can well, get to be, Marcus he'll Smart. Be a mar- in, uh, he'll be in part two. One, he'll yeah. be in part two. Yeah, we'll definitely run through them all. Um, so, yeah, definitely let us know um, if you agree with our opinions, if they're underrated or overrated. We had DeMar DeRozan, we had Trey Young, we had Ben Simmons, we had um, some French centre. Um, <laughs> do we have another one? Was there, did we only do four? We did five, didn't we? I'm forgetting about someone. Um, uh, we, did, we did six. Oh, we did six. Who, did we, who else did we, we do? Yeah, we had Brogdon. Paul Zingis and Brogdon were the other uh, Malcolm Brogdon and Paul Zingod. Um, okay, so yeah, just let us know if you think that they're underrated or overrated and give us your reasons why and which one of us that you disagree with and let us know why Louis's wrong about Rudy Gobert. Um, make sure you're following us on our social medias. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twi- TikTok, everything at Swingman Pod. Uh, if you could subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review, that would be very much pre- appreciated as it helps us out more than you know. Um, and yeah. That's that. We will catch you in the next one. Thank you very much for listening and peace.